0: Hi everybody, today uh, we have uh, Dr. Timothy Bowles um, with us, so he's gonna talk about himself first, as always, and then I will ask him some questions related to his field. So, hello uh, Dr. Timothy Bowles.
1: Hello Araceli, how are you?
0: Good, very excited to to talk to you.
1: I'm excited to talk with you today and all of your listeners out there.
0: <laughs> Great. So, as I said...
1: Que español, uh, estoy, uh, tengo mucha anticipación de hablar uh, con ustedes, probablemente en inglés, but I just wanted to throw a little <laughs> Spanish in there for the Spanish speakers that are among your podcast listeners. ¡Qué bueno! <laughs> so- we are... All in favor of bilingual education, right? Because we know <laughs> it's for kids.
0: Exactly. So, um, as I said, we always start our conversation. Um, the professor introduces himself or herself, and then I ask some questions related to, to his or her field. So, would you mind to introduce yourself for our listeners?
1: It, it would be my pleasure. So as you know, my name is Tim Bowles and I work at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. I am the founder and director of an organization called WIDA. Some of you may be familiar with WIDA. Uh, We uh, create language standards and language assessments for multilingual learners. And we also have a professional development program and a research program, and we have a great website where you can go if you type Mm W-I-D-A at the Google Prompt, uh, you will find lots of resources and materials uh, to help you with your teaching, uh, both in English and we have some materials in Spanish as well.
0: Great. We have... I'm sorry, we have some Mm -hmm. podcast notes, so I will type and I will write the website so our listener can just go directly from there and they can check all of the things that you are mentioned. Sure. Perfect. Yes. Okay. So, I'm sorry, I interrupt you.
1: No, no, it's okay. Okay. So, maybe if I just tell you a little bit more about uh, what we do. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, we just started in uh, 2003 with a federal grant to create a a system of support, both with assessments and standards and resources for teachers who teach uh, our um, English language learners or multilingual learners, as we like to call them. And so we work a lot with both bilingual and English as a second language teachers. And increasingly we see our work is also reaching out to every teacher and every administrator who is in schools within the United States to help our multilingual learners um, both be successful in learning in in the school both academic content and learning English and also maintaining their own culture and their language which is very important to their success so that's what we do here
0: nice I feel mm-hmm. that your goals are very um obviously very common to uh to ICMEE goals and perspective so this is great.
1: <laughs> we are uh, very uh, in sync with what exactly. you all are doing in, in Nebraska,
0: <laughs>
1: and we've had lots of conversations with uh, Kara, mm-hmm. who, who is heading up your uh, project. Correct.
0: Exactly. <laughs> She's yeah. the principal investigation investigator.
1: Uh huh. Yep.
0: So yes. I always, really? I, oh, I tend to ask. Uh, the professor if they are able to give us some tips and advices and mostly what do you like to uh, what do you like to teachers know about sure. um, bilingualism or the practice like maintain the <clears throat> sorry maintain the home language in their classroom mm-hmm. and those mm-hmm.
1: things mm-hmm. sure I'd uh, be happy to do that well, first, let me say that, as I said, uh, that the the cultures and languages that our students bring to the classroom is extremely important for us to uh, continue to develop and and sustain those cultures and languages to the extent that we can.
0: Mm-hmm. And I
1: know that some schools are bilingual schools, some schools are not. But even in the cases of schools that are that have less bilingual education, there are things that uh, regular classroom teachers can do to send a message to the home that the native language is important. Mm-hmm. In most cases, we're talking about Spanish, but there may be other languages out there, too.
0: hmm that the
1: native language is important. So families should use their native language at home. They should read to their younger children in their native language, and they should have rich discussions around the dinner table in their language, the language that they know best, because that's an important foundational tool for helping students be successful. So that's the first message we want to send. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: The second message we want to send is that knowing high levels of English should not be seen as a prerequisite to accessing grade level content in our classrooms. So in other words, we know that the process of students learning English and becoming proficient in English is usually a five to seven year process. In the meanwhile, we can't afford for our students to not have access to the mathematics, the science, the social studies, all of the things that we do in our school that's important for success, right? So we have to look for ways to differentiate and to enrich the experiences linguistically of our learners while we're maintaining the high content standards in the engaging places in our schools so that our students uh, don't fall behind in the other subject areas while they're picking up the skills they need in English, right? So that's a very important paradigm shift Mm -hmm. because in the old days, we thought we had to first pull the student down the hall teach them a whole lot of English first, and then take them back to the math class. And it turns out that that's not a good strategy. We really need to work together with the math teacher and the science teacher and come up with strategies within those classes to help students be successful, even when they're, if if the class is in English, they may not know, they may not have sufficient command of English yet, because they're on a continuum of learning English, right? Mm -hmm. So that's one of the things we try to do. In fact, on our website, there's a new project that was sponsored by the National Science Foundation called Talking Math and Talking Science. And it's a discourse-based methodology that you can go and take a look at the materials. This is something you might want to share with your podcast listeners.
0: Perfect. And I can
1: get you a link to those materials, and uh, it, it helps illustrate how uh, science classrooms and math classrooms can become places where our multilingual learners can be successful, even if they're beginners
0: mm-hmm. in learning the
1: language, right? Yeah. So that's that's what we want to aim for. So the job of the bilingual and the English as a second language teacher in our schools oftentimes becomes as much about helping the other teachers in the school to understand the needs of our students and to understand how to create language rich classrooms where our students can be successful, right? So, So what do we know Uh, happens in a language-rich classroom. There's lots of opportunities for conversation, oftentimes small group conversation. When the teacher talks, the teacher is using lots of visuals and illustrations, and the teacher uh, encourages the use of graphic organizers and other ways for students to share information in in very engaging ways that bring the content learning to life, right? That's what we really want to see in in all of our classrooms, not just in the one hour a day or 90 minutes a day when when the student is receiving the special support Uh for learning English, but we want every minute of the day to be valuable for that student.
0: Yeah, that's great, because sometimes teachers can have the misconception that because the student do not know the language, they don't know how to speak English, they don't know mm-hmm. anything, which is not true. Yeah. The thing is, they know, but they don't know how to express it in English or how to understand it in English because of the language itself. So if you have like um, the bilingual teacher, uh, they can support the content area teachers that's that's a great opportunity so they understand that it's because of the language itself it's not because they they are um they they don't know how to do things
1: that's absolutely right Mm -hmm. Uh, and and, uh, and increasingly as as we see ourselves as bilingual and english as a second language teachers as consulting with the rest of the school
0: mm-hmm.
1: because we are the experts on learning language and the experts on the role of culture in the success of students as they as they move through the school and they are forming their identity as individuals right so we have a lot that we can share and ideally We're working in schools where people are open to that sharing. Now, sometimes we might get some resistance, so it's important to understand uh, the climate in your school, right? And probably the first place you want to begin is with talking to your school principal and sharing some of the ideas that you have as as a bilingual teacher and as an ESL teacher and to maybe if the principal is is willing to let you share those ideas
0: mm-hmm.
1: at a staff meeting or, or to team with a science or a math teacher to do some things where we begin to share our expertise with the other teachers in the school so that every minute of the day, our kids are getting the kind of instruction that helps them understand what is going on.
0: Yeah. I I have a question for you. Maybe it's kind of complicated or not. Um, but for, mm-hmm. but for those teachers that are not specialized in bilingualism or teaching emergent bilinguals, what kind of message um they can send to this their students or even their families, obviously um, to assess bilingualism to value bilingualism because sometimes mm-hmm. students see bilingualism. N- it's like something bad because they're they mm-hmm. be tea up or uh, because they have okay. a pressure that they they think that they need to to be proficient in English so they can be successful in in their schools. So, what kind of message uh, content area teachers can send? Because obviously sure. bilingual um, teachers and and EL, uh, and emergent uh, bilingual teachers they. They know this stuff, but sometimes content area teachers, mm-hmm. if they are not, uh, they have not uh, received a professional developed course in relation to this, they, they don't know this kind of thing. So.
1: Right. Well, I think first I would say try to share some of the recent research mm-hmm. with all the teachers in your school because there's been a lot of research just over the past five to 10 years that is indicating that bilingualism is a positive for our students and and that actually being a bilingual person um, leads to more mental flexibility. It, mm-hmm. it may help uh, delay problems that that sometimes uh, older people have, like uh, dementia or uh, Alzheimer's, there's some evidence that it it enriches our life in many ways.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: actually, um, wherever possible, we want to encourage all students to be bilingual, both, both those that are coming speaking other languages, but also the students who come to the class speaking English, because we know that bilingual students also have more cultural awareness
0: Mm -hmm.
1: they're more understanding of other people's um, difficulties and more more empathetic so there's a lot of reasons why uh bilingualism is a good thing and we also know from the research that it doesn't confuse students to learn two languages Mm -hmm. and so we can share that research with other teachers and the building principal Also, when it comes to that question of just simply creating classrooms that are more Mm language-rich and more literacy-rich across our school, those are changes that will not only benefit the students who are learning English, but they'll benefit every student in the classroom. So sometimes we can get the, the mainstream classroom teachers more excited about it if they understand that the benefits are not just for maybe the five students in their class that are Spanish speakers, but actually when they change their methodologies and do more small group work, they're benefiting everybody.
0: Exactly, because in this sense, it's not only um, emerging bilinguals, but also the, the, the rest of the students, like they can be more, um, they can develop their intercultural competence that in these days, is it's something very important, and to support their the to support diversity and um, and be be aware of uh, that there's something different that it's not you know what I mean like there are diversity and they need to know about that that they need to compare and contrast the, their own culture so they can be more competent with um with cultures in general.
1: Yeah. You are absolutely right. Uh, it makes sense, and it creates a uh, higher quality school for everyone in the end when we are aware of other cultures and we build in multicultural strategies and and language-rich strategies into everything we do in the school day.
0: Exactly. So, mm-hmm. would you like to add something else to our conversation. <laughs>
1: Well, let me just say uh, kind of in closing that um, I think we are um, both in a difficult time right now in America. It's a, it's a difficult time to be an immigrant in this country with uh, with a lot of the things that are going on in politics. Yeah. But what that means is that our jobs are more important than they ever were. <laughs> because we we are the people within schools that are giving the message about how important our students are to the future of this country.
0: Yeah. And
1: uh, so it's important for us not to lose hope
0: mm-hmm. and to
1: continue to work for uh, better schools that that really serve our students and help them go on college and career advancement after they leave high school Mm -hmm. Um, and to continue to advocate right because an important part of our job is being advocates for the students and I think we will see better days ahead in uh, in our politics and uh, and and I know uh, you know things like teacher salaries and there have been lots of issues lately in, in the news the teachers have a very difficult job, but we continue to be so absolutely important in the lives of students and their families.
0: Yeah. Yep. Thank you so much for those words because sometimes we see like we are losing hope, but if we have like a great community like it's bilingual community and people like you that make it uh, make us believe and um, build on uh, our dreams that we can change and we can mm-hmm. we can have hope for our students it's it's great so thank you yeah, so much. Thank, thank you so much for for having me and um for this conversation because i really enjoyed it
1: <laughs> yeah well i've enjoyed it too araceli and uh, i hope um that I can meet a lot of your listeners as as we all go out to professional conferences and mm-hmm. uh, meet up over the years and share our stories of success with our students.
0: Yeah. So thank you so much.
1: Uh, mi placer. <laughs> Mucho gusto. Que tengan ustedes un buen día.
0: <laughs> Igualmente. Okay. Bye.
1: Ciao.